When it comes to a skincare routine for acne-prone sensitive skin, we first need to understand the following. There are three potential problems going on in those suffering from both sensitive skin and acne. First of all, it's acne itself, eczema, a form of dermatitis, which is caused by a damaged skin barrier, and misdiagnosis. Acne is understood to be a multifactorial condition which is affected by genetics, bacteria, excess oil, and hormonal factors. The dermatitis we're talking about is really due to a damaged skin barrier and those with both acne-prone and sensitive skin may be suffering from side effects of acne treatments. Topical retinoids and retinols commonly prescribed for acne also damage the skin barrier. This can result in sensitive skin reactions such as burning, stinging pain, flaking and redness. And when it comes to possible misdiagnosis, we must bear in mind that sometimes it is not acne. Rosacea and periorodermatitis can look similar, and this is why visiting a dermatologist is important. Medical treatments are slightly different. If your acne-prone sensitive skin does not seem to get better, get a specialist diagnosis. We're now going to move on to what I call the acne-sensitive skin paradox. Acne and sensitive skin can coexist. It is also especially problematic because acne-prone skin tends to be associated with the overproduction of sebum, yet we understand skin sensitivity as a problem with dry skin. While it seems paradoxical, such a phenomenon often described as oily dehydrated skin can be explained this way. Dry skin isn't necessarily just dehydrated. We are referring to a disrupted skin barrier which can occur in the presence of excess oil production. As we delve right into the science of this paradox, I'll be sharing the key considerations here which we will go through in detail. I'll also include a discussion on what to look up for in specific product formulations tailored to remedy such imbalances. First of all, the breakdown of lipid joints which are also referred to as the cement in the brick and mortar model of sensitive skin. The well-known brick wall model of skin is used to describe a leaky epidermis referring to skin barrier disruption underlying conditions such as eczema. The joints of the bricks are sealed by lipids, which is produced by healthy skin. While oil production tends to be beneficial for dry skin types, it does not necessarily translate into a healthy skin barrier. The key is a molecule known as ceramide produced by the endoplasmic reticulum of healthy skin cells. Genetics affect the quality and quantity of ceramide production. If you have a personal or family history of eczema, you may be at risk of developing both acne and sensitive skin. The surge in the male hormone testosterone at puberty leads to an increase in oil gland activity, and this can compensate for skin dryness in many cases. To address this, my top tip would be to use a moisturizer even if you have oily skin. Choose a ceramide-dominant formula instead of occlusives such as silicone or paraffin if you are acne-prone, the latter can increase comedogenesis. The use of astringent acne care skincare products can trigger barrier disruption, which brings us to the next point. Traditionally, acne was thought of as simply a condition due to excess oil production. This meant that early recommendations involved using astringent products such as harsh cleansers and toners that dehydrated skin. 
While the effects are quite instantaneous, the shine does disappear. The problem is more complex than that. The physical removal of grease does nothing to regulate underlying oil production. In fact, what dermatologists have observed is an increase in oil production, a phenomenon described as paradoxical reactive hyposebaria. The same problem arises when astringent toners containing salicylic acid and alcohols are used. To address this, ceramide moisturizers can be used at night if you are acne prone and if you live in a humid climate. Instead, in the daytime, a skincare layering method with a hyaluronic acid serum and a lightweight moisturizing emulsion can help to keep skin hydrated without triggering off acne flare-ups. Instead of toners, choose facial mists with polyglutamic acid and botanicals that help to boost the skin's reserve of antioxidants. Research has shown that oxidative stress caused by excess oil production and environmental stresses worsens comedone formation. Another misconception about acne skincare routines is that physical exfoliation helps to get rid of comedones. And that brings us to the inappropriate use of exfoliation methods to treat acne. Pesky whiteheads and blackheads are merely a symptom of what's going on in the deeper layers. Microcomedones begin forming at least two weeks before actual comedones surface. So the key is addressing the root cause of inflammation. Harsh exfoliation beads, for instance those with sand or grit, damage the skin barrier at the level of the epidermis, resulting in red, irritated skin. Superficial exfoliation methods are not able to address the process of microcomedone formation. Instead of abrasive beads, I recommend that we adopt the J-Beauty method of water peels. The water peels popularized by J-Beauty brands are based on carbomas, which form complexes when applied on skin. These complexes essentially grab dirt, oil, and dead skin cells, and these are subsequently rubbed off skin gently. The benefits of such an exfoliation method are that it automatically adjusts to each individual's level of skin oiliness. This means that no excess oil will be stripped off skin and ditto for those dead skin cells. Only the most superficial skin cells ready to be sloughed off will be removed. The ideal natural alternative to synthetic carbomas are polysaccharides present in algae, seaweed, and plant material, which have additional antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits. The resulting effect is a gently exfoliated epidermis, removal of dead skin cells and excess oil, factors that worsen the follicular plugging process in acne pathogenesis. Moving on to the fourth point, poorly formulated chemical exfoliation products can also lead to the disruption of skin barrier. Chemical exfoliation methods such as AHAs, such as glycolic acids, BHAs, salicylic acids, are helpful as adjunct treatments for acne. Commonly performed in dermatologists' offices, superficial chemical peels remove dead skin cells that continue to contribute to retention hyperkeratosis. Retention hyperkeratosis refers to the increased deposition of retained keratinocytes, the topmost layer of skin cells adhering to the epidermis. This occurs around the hair follicles, aka the pores. As a result, follicular plugging which is also known as pore clogging, occurs. 
chemical exfoliation is preferred over traditional physical exfoliation methods in general because of its ability to dissolve superficial corneal sites selectively without breaching the protective epidermis. However, the duration of application and formulation of chemical peels matter. For instance, AHAs must be neutralized when used in concentrations of 20% and above. Care must also be taken not to leave on the application beyond the prescribed application time. The challenge is when AHA and BHA containing products are used in home skincare. OTC skincare products are strictly regulated for its acid content. However, this does not always mean that users are reaction free. Let me explain. Glycolic and salicylic acids do interact with skin immediately and also in the medium to long term. The latter is what is referred to as a cumulative effect. The types of adverse reactions have been described as irritant contact dermatitis and allergic contact dermatitis. The former, however, is much more likely to occur with prolonged use. Here's what I actually recommend if you have both acne and sensitive skin. Do choose enzyme peels based on papain or bromelain for home chemical peels, as these perform the same functions of microscopic exfoliation as do traditional AHA-BHA-based chemical peels. Additionally, enzyme peels are well suited for sensitive skin types. These whole plant extracts possess anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial benefits while moisturizing the skin. The disruption of the microbiome can occur with certain acne medications. Prescription acne medications are required for moderate to severe forms of acne. And these include topical and oral forms of retinoids that are really vitamin A derivatives. Topical retinoid therapy is well known for disrupting the skin barrier, a side effect due to its rather aggressive exfoliation of superficial skin cells. Oral isotretinoid therapy is reserved for the most severe and the most persistent forms of acne, and it also remains the most effective form of oral medication for acne as it completely stops sebum production. This, however, is not without rather serious adverse events. Chelitis is a severe form of lip eczema that can lead to bleeding, cracking, and infections. It is also a well-known side effect of oral isotretinoin treatment. What is not spoken about often also is the ability of isotretinoin to disrupt the skin microbiome, the balance of good and bad bacteria on skin. Many of these bacteria are required to maintain healthy skin cell function, cell signaling, cell top processes that help to regulate sebum production, cell turnover and antimicrobial activity against bad bacteria. Sensitive skin conditions such as eczema have been linked to microbiome imbalances as well. Microbiome dysbiosis perpetuates the inflammatory cycle that is responsible for persistent flare-ups. This brings me to the next point, which is the use of lactobacillus plus fruit extracts. Rebalancing facial mists, in my opinion, are preferred over toners because these are infused with botanical actives that help to encourage a healthy microbiome. The use of bacterial ferments such as lactobacillus plus fruit extracts are a fairly recent development in skincare formulations. These are highly beneficial for stabilizing the skin ecosystem, addressing hydration, inflammation, and microbial stability. We will end off this segment with a quick summary 
summary of how we should approach the treatment of acne-sensitive skin types. The traditional skin typing methods of oily combination of dry skin does not address the more complex subtypes of oily dehydrated skin. We have discussed how this arises from the interaction of certain astringent skincare products with acne-prone skin, and the best intervention would be in the form of carefully selected skincare products that have dual functions, addressing both issues simultaneously. The sensitive skin hormonal acne complex is also worth discussing. Hormonal acne, one of the most common dermatological conditions afflicting adults, is one that is perhaps regarded as most distressing. Hormonal acne is imminently treatable. However, its persistence throughout adulthood also means that a sustainable, long-term approach must be in place. Apart from dermatological care and prescription oral medications, in the acute phase, skincare routines that target the various pathways we have described in this tutorial can also play a critical role in long-term maintenance and prevention.